Oh yeah! Here we go! Practice acquisition! There are pitfalls throughout the entire process. Unscripted, the truth when buying and selling a dental practice. And now your host, Michael Dincio. All right, guys, welcome. Is my voice shot? Because holy cow, my voice is gone. It is Shark Week, the last episode. I've made it through. Hopefully you guys got a ton of great marketing advice this week. Um, I will be introducing my next guest, but we got into, kind of got into ROI on a whole nother level, like pretty deep. Um, we definitely touched on some Google algorithm stuff, which was really fascinating. Like how do you talk to a marketing person as smart as uh, the guy that I'm about to introduce you to? who knows SEO on another level, but how do you interview someone so that they make it tangible and easy to understand? I thought he did a great job. Big, big picture. I thought we covered a lot of ground. ROI, Google algorithms, converting the the uh, digital footprint from old website to new. We got into conversion rates, which is very important. So Marketing companies need to get you calls. How do you convert them? What's important and how do you track? So a lot of great stuff. Um, as I conclude this week, I want to remind all of you, what I do is buy your representation. So if you're looking to buy a practice, you need help. You need uh, uh, us to hold your hand through the process. We've got a couple programs that could help you do that. Buying a practice can be super scary. Um, we've we've got years and years and hundreds of, hundreds of deals of, of experience in it. So if you're looking for someone to hold your hand through the process, let's set up a consult uh, over at Next Level Consultants. Without further ado, let's get it going. Last episode of Shark Week. And uh, thank you all for, for being a part of it. All right, all right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Dental Acquisition Unscripted. This is Mike Dincio with Next Level Consultants. You guys know me, but today I'm interviewing a friend that I've known for Gosh, 20 years we've done business together and uh, he's taught me a lot about the dental marketing game. I think they've been in the game for longer than 20 years now. So uh, is that right? Over 20 years? Uh, uh, math, 15, something like that. It's, yeah, it's been a while though. It feels like it. <laughs> it feels like it. Well, uh, with that yeah. with that, with that, that being said, this is Ian McNichol. He's the founder and co-owner, co co-founder. Co Ian, uh -huh. you, tell, you tell the, the, the audience. <laughs> who WEO Media is and what you guys are all about. Yeah, th thanks for having us today, Mike. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the three co-founders of WEO Media. We're a, a dedicated dental marketing agency, um, national. We're based in Portland, Oregon area, but there's a lot of companies these days. We're, we're pretty virtual. Our staff is all over the country. And so we have clients as a result all over the country. Um, but yeah, we've been around, you know, for about 15 years. We've we've done very well. We exclusively do dental. work with probably a couple thousand practices over the years now. You know, general dentists and specialists alike. Um, we know the space inside and out, and love to share some information with everybody today, just from the lessons learned over the years. Dude, thank you so much. Like, uh, just having you on the program is an asset to us. And look, today, this week is is Marketing Shark Week. We've gotten mm -hmm. into a lot of great stuff, some tips and tricks. Honestly, each episode has kind of taken an, 
a different form, not really where I thought it would go. And so really our format today is just, uh, it's wide open. Let's see where it goes. But as you know, we're working through the acquisition process um, and we are, we've hit marketing and marketing is key because you're trying to grow a practice. The, the minute you buy it, it's really important that you have a growth, a growth strategy uh, mm-hmm. that you don't just buy something and, and stay stagnant. And oftentimes you are, uh, you know, inheriting or purchasing somebody else's situation that may not be as great as it could be. And so a lot of different directions that we could go in, but why don't we, why don't we just start it by an open-ended question is what do you see as the biggest pitfalls uh, for an acquisition, like a buyer walking into buying a practice? Like, what do you see as a challenge kind of like in your world of doing this for as long as I've been in the business? (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to acquisitions, you know, marketing specifically, um, probably not planning ahead enough in advance is the thing that I, I see more often than not bites doctors. Yeah. Uh, and and using, using a shark week analogy there bites them, right? So <laughs> that's good. Um, I didn't get that. Dang yeah. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, a lot of times there may be a rebranding involved, maybe a new logo, name switch, that type of thing. So you want to allot some time for, for the logo design. And if you're going to be building or launching or rebranding a website, um, obviously the logo generally needs to be done before that can be done. So it's just kind of making sure you've got, you know, a good three to four months uh, before, you know, you need to kind of take ownership or before you're starting to, to see patients, um, you start that process, right? So you can get get the logo going. If there's a rebranding, you know, they can do the redesign on the website. And, and sometimes there's even like a, a changing of the website URL, you know, depending on if it was in the old doctor's name and so a lot of times what we'll do in that case is maybe run parallel URLs or do a redirect, right? Where the old one redirects to the new one, that kind of thing. There's different ways to approach it, but yeah. all these things take a little time to implement. So that's probably the biggest pitfall is if, if you're, you know, any doctors listening to this, I mean, three to four months out, you, you ought to be engaging with a marketing company about that far out, at, at least further wow. out and even better if you can do six months, cool. But three to four is probably a good rule of thumb. Now on the startup side, like all day, every day, I mean, you you can, you can waterfall back into uh, the timeline of that all day long. The the challenge is with an acquisition is, is folks don't, don't usually know that they're going to the Mm -hmm. finish line in an acquisition probably 30 days, maybe 45 if they're lucky out before they maybe have an, an accepted LOI or uh, let's say the the LOI is accepted, but then there's some uh, negotiation during the due diligence of something that they mm-hmm. saw that they didn't like. And so, okay, so you're through due diligence and then now you know you're doing the deal. So you're probably about 30 days out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can be challenging, not having your 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 ducks in a row. Um, so in, in those situations, Ian, like you, do you suggest kind of, using the seller's um, digital assets and the, in the short term and the interim of getting up to speed. Yeah, certainly, you know, certainly. And it, it really depends on the strategy of what the buyer's looking to do, you know, are they looking to kind of maintain, you know, is the, is the selling doctor going to be sticking with them for a period of time so that, that it's easy to leverage and keep those things in place. And then you slowly migrate to different branding eventually Mm-hmm. That's that's one path. Obviously, the other path is a doctor selling, walking away tomorrow, smooth, clean, clean transition. So in that case, 
you know, you can still, you can still do that. But if, if the buyer has a pretty, cause sometimes I talk with buyers and they're like, yeah, I definitely want to rebrand. I want to have, I've got my name and my idea for how I want to brand myself. And that's cool. Yeah. In that yeah. case, you know, you can still kind of get the logo and the branding going and maybe buy the URL and even kind of get a website queued up without an address. So you can still do parts of the process, uh, even if you don't know specifically where you're going to land, if you want to rebrand it yourself. So I think it depends on which path you're going, but yeah. and also it depends on what the, the selling doctor is looking to do. Let's talk about like what you just said. I, I don't think we spent enough time on Shark Week about a strategy here. You guys, um, mm. you guys definitely have um, a foothold in the digital, um, you know, website space. You've been doing it for so long. How do you? How do you go from like Robert Smith DDS is the website mm. <laughs> domain? To change it to, you know, Apple Dental or whatever, I, whatever it is. Yeah. Like right. how, how, how do you yeah. capture, let's just say that Robert Smith DDS, uh, dot com is, is doing decent. It's got maybe, mm-hmm. you know, it shows up on the first page, whatever. He's been around for years and they, they do get, you know, new clients, uh, patient calls from that. Um, how do you transfer that over in a smart way? Like, can you, can you give us a little bit of that? Like, we'll never be able yeah. to do this ourselves, <laughs> but at least like comprehend what the marketing companies are trying to do. And and buddy, keep it at a first grade level here. Cause I, yeah, I know yeah. that dude, Google and heck, even, you know, Apple maps and there's all kinds of things. So we could yes. probably get crazy here. Let's try to keep it to Google though. Let's just, let's just try to keep it to mm-hmm. Google for now. <laughs> how, how do you, how do you jockey that? that asset over is there best practices yeah yeah so so google is is probably you know the most important thing you need to worry about obviously because they have about two-thirds of the search volume in north america so that's going to be the, the top one we focus on initially but yeah so when you when you're changing the branding you know or in the url um i mean that's really i guess the first thing to think about is is the url going to stay the same or change um if it's going to stay the same it's that's fairly easy you don't need to do much yeah. Eventually, you're going to want to update the website, of course, but where it gets real tricky is if you're updating the URL, which a lot of times happens. A lot of times the buyer wants to rebrand and, and its old brand was in the doctor's specific name and the new doctor wants it maybe in their name or something else. Um, or or it's a, it's a sometimes you get a practice that's already got a couple locations and they're buying a third location and they want to kind of tuck it into their existing branding. So depends a little bit on that, but to, to get specific about Google, um, so everybody knows there's kind of like, like the Google business page, right? And so that's, I, I encourage people to think of that as like their second website, um, cause it gets a lot of traffic and a lot of times people will, will do the search and they'll, they'll click on that and they'll look at the Google business page. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they'll convert right there. They can schedule an appointment. Sometimes they can call directly before they even visit the website. If they see, oh, you know, 134 reviews, 4.9 star average, got some nice photos on the Google business page looks like it's relatively nearby. I'm just going to go ahead and call them. And a lot of times they don't even visit the website. Mm. So, you know, oftentimes they will, but you know, there's a decent chunk of the time they don't. So the first thing you want to do is get, get that Google page really, uh, con, con, you know, converted to the the proper information. Um, th- this can get tricky because you have to prove ownership. So if the existing doctor has ownership and actually remembers their login. Um, is, that's, you know, good luck with that. We've spent a little time on that this week. That's yeah. a, that. It's getting all the passwords, not just that yes. one, but Dentrix and 
all yeah. the things. Uh, but yeah, you're right. I, okay. So, so having the, the access to it is key. Step one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if we can get access, it's relatively easy for us to make the updates. Um, if it's, if it's a situation more commonly where they don't remember, then you got to go through kind of a verification owner of owner process with Google. And it's, it's, it's helpful. Like if, if you're hiring an agency and marketing agency to do this stuff, it's beneficial if they're like a Google certified partner, it does give them more connections within Google to help move things along quickly. Um, that would be kind of a piece of advice too. It's, you know, like a common misnomer with like a Google certified partner agency is people think, oh, that means they're, they're going to do a good job. All it really means is that they people have passed a test which technically show they kind of technically know what to do. It doesn't mean they've got good customer service. doesn't mean they build good websites. doesn't mean that they're honest and ethical. All it means is they technically passed a test, right? So mm. now they do have higher tiers, like you've been with them for longer and you spend more money and stuff like that. So we, over the years, we've gotten to be a pretty high tier within Google. But um, regardless, if, if you're looking to partner with somebody from a, from a doctor's perspective, it's kind of a, it's a nice, to, it's not a have to have, but it's a nice to have because it will help you get some things moved quickly, more, more quickly along with Google. If you're trying to recover passwords and just get things resolved, um, that, that's kind of step one with Google. And then of course you got everything else, Facebook and Instagram, you know, all so, the directories and so forth. So, so what you're saying is, is really tap into kind of the, 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 uh, listings. I think the f official word is listings, the third party mm -hmm. listings to tie to tie the old site to the new site or the, the old name to the new name that it really starts there is really tying everything back to yeah yeah you 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 want to do google kind of first and foremost but absolutely there's there's literally like over 100 different directories and listings out there and there's more added all the time and so what most marketing companies use is we'll use an aggregator service to do a lot of them where you can just kind of input the, the correct information and it blasts it out over the next 30 to 45 days they'll get synced then the bigger, more important ones like Google, um, Yelp, and some of those, you want to go in and manually do those because there's just so much that is, there's so much more you can do with the manual process that gets you a much bigger bang for the buck than just kind of simply updating information. So the big directories, you want to really physically do those with having like an SEO, you know, manager do that kind of work. So, but it, it's really helpful if you do it right. That makes, that makes total sense. Um, very, very cool. Um so we we talked a little bit about like how to how to how to transfer that over um mm -hmm. the 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 idea of startup versus acquisition is kind of lingering in my head and i know i'm not supposed to cross over i'm breaking my own role with you <laughs> ian but like what are like I'll, I'll give you the opportunity that i didn't get the rest of the sharks um of really defining from a marketing perspective, what's the biggest uh, advantage of buying a practice from a marketing perspective? Well, mm -hmm. would it would it be disadvantage or advantage? It's probably advantage. Let's say advantages. Advantage. What's, the, what's the advantage of buying a practice versus doing a scratch star in your world? In the of course, there's yep. that's a that's a hot topic in everybody's uh, respective fields. But in your field, marketing, are there advantages then? Yeah, certainly there there can be. Uh, likewise, there's a flip side of that coin. If, if the existing practice you're buying has a bunch of bad reviews or has done some nefarious stuff on Google and has been penalized, it can actually be a negative. But I would say generally it's a positive. Um, Google looks at you know how long the website has been active and live. So if you can keep that URL in place, you know, uh, or redirect it perhaps, 
you get some benefit there. There's name recognition from Google searches and things like that. Um, domain authority can be built up, which, which trying to keep it at the first grade level, but domain authority is like an important thing that Google looks at to determine how high to rank you in a Google search. It's one of their, their, you know, t- tons and tons of different, you know, there's a couple hundred different ranking factors, but that's one of the important things that they look at. So all those things are better uh, if you've, if you've been around for a while, right? So mm-hmm. an existing practice. So yeah. generally it's, it's beneficial um, from that perspective. Yeah. I, I, um, I heard someone say once, and I'm not sure if it was this week or in years past, and that your domain is like an address, like like your mm-hmm. house, your yeah. house, and and if you're changing it, you're you're changing the the address, then people might not be able to find you. So essentially, you've got to build the new the new house and tell the post office to redirect your mail and mm-hmm. and all, all of that good stuff. So, but the the longer that that your house has been listed. The more authority, so to so to speak, uh, that that particular site has. I mean, get into a little bit of the authority mm-hmm. stuff. I th- this is interesting to me. Like uh, it just it just feels like this like kissing the ring type situation with Google. Like you can never really figure it out. Um, are, like like a credit score. There's certain things that you need to do to make sure you get a score. Are, are, what are the what are the big ones? I mean, you'll, we'll never be able to get into a, all hundred that you just said the hundreds. But what are like the big big yeah. things? Yeah. So when it comes to just ranking on Google in general, I mean, obviously getting the Google business page properly set up with the correct information is is important. Getting all the listings to be again consistent is is very helpful, especially the major directories. You know, Yelp and Facebook and HealthGrades are some of the big guys. Um, but when you're you're looking at just pure Google rankings. Uh, that's really, I, I teach entire courses on this. So the way I, I think about it, and the way we teach this is you've got a set of what we call on-page ranking factors and then off-page. So on-page would be on the website itself. Mm. So optimizing the code, you know, HTML, you know, meta tags and keywords and all that stuff. Um, the content is probably the most important piece, having unique content that's written specifically and only for your practice. Um, that's a really big factor. And, uh, you know, videos, um, photos, anything that's not stock. So stock content, Google gives you very little to no credit for it. So whether it's written content, photos or videos, if they're not unique and not optimized, then you do get very little benefit. And simply like having unique stuff in and of itself, that doesn't necessarily help, help a lot unless you do it properly. So uh-huh. unique content, you want to have, you know, keywords that you're trying to rank for. Um, if you have videos and you're posting them on YouTube and then embedding them on your website, if you don't, you know, fill out a title for the YouTube video, and you probably know this from your podcast, right? You want to have a title, you want to have a description so people can, it can be indexed and found by Google. If you don't do those things, then it doesn't have as much impact on your SEO ranking. So lots of little stuff like that on page, the, the code and the content are by far the big ones. Off page, it's, it's your directories. Another thing we didn't talk about yet is really reviews. Uh, online reviews, as, as everybody knows, this is not a newsflash. Everybody knows they're important, but I think a lot of people probably don't realize how important they are because they do actually, they're a pretty de- decent factor for Google rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, when we, te- when we teach marketing at a higher level, we're talking really there's kind of three steps. You, you got to generate a lead, number one. Number two, you convert that lead to an appointment request. Number, and number three, you convert that patient into sold dentistry, right? So the marketing company, we're really trying to generate the lead and it's really on the office to convert the lead and then have case acceptance happen in the chair. Mm-hmm. So we can really, really kind of just do that first step. So there's a lot of things that go into to doing that on our side. 
Um, what we found that gets the best results for folks is if we can work with practices who are willing, this is just advice I'd give your listeners here. You know, if, if you hire a marketing company, try to find one that you can partner with and not just be a vendor, right? There's a big difference between a vendorship mentality and a partnership mentality. And you want to, you want to hire some group, some company that's going to collaborate with you. They're going to share information every month. Hey, we got you ranking for these keywords. What are you, what are you seeing? What kind of phone calls are you getting? Right. Cause we're trying to track, are the phone calls going up? Are the appointment requests going up? Is the Google traffic and rankings, of course, corresponding to that? So, but if, if we see traffic and phone calls going up and the practice is like, oh, we're not really getting any new patients from it, something is, something is wrong, mm-hmm. right? Some, one of those three steps is amiss. And so mm-hmm. we can record calls and work with them on that stuff. And a lot of times, you know, when we get, if we do get complaints like that from practices, we'll go through their recorded calls and say, look, 45% of your calls are going to voicemail, you know? And then the ones that you're answering, they're like, hello, you know, instead yeah. of, ah, you know, welcome to someone, Bob Smith Dentistry, how can you know? <laughs> that kind of thing, right? There's just like the training is really lacking and the attention uh, tr- of the phones uh, is tr- lacking. Yeah. yeah. So that gets you in trouble all the time. I, I do talk about like a lot as, as a consultant, like you can hold your marketing company accountable to, to getting you some phone calls. Absolutely. I mean, you should, sure. you're spending some money you need to know what what the trickle down is but uh well and and not but but mm-hmm. and the 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 onus is also on you in, in that like you got to track your conversion rates and you got to look at yes. how many calls you 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 missed and we're we're always putting software on our clients um uh system where we're listening to calls because yeah. i mean it's great to say that you got, you know, 30, 40 new patients this month, but I want to know how many calls you got because yeah. what if you had 60 calls and you only got 20 new patients, you know, um, there's, there's a miss there, just like diagnosing mm-hmm. dentistry and converting the treatment and tracking yes. like treatment acceptance. Like, uh, it's the same on calls to converting to, to the appointment, but but also it swings all the way through to treatment, actually. Um, it's mm-hmm. not just how'd you take the call and did you convert the call, but also did you then convert the treatment that you diagnosed? So, right. you know, you you might spend a couple thousand dollars with WEO Media on a pay-per-click camp that pan this month. And mm-hmm. if you got five calls, which might be a little lower, but two of them, you got two Invisalign cases, well, that paid for itself easily. Right. So you, yeah, I, I like to take it to ROI as well. Um, uh, I'm glad you said that. And, and that triggered something. I, how Ian back to, to tracking, mm-hmm. um, can I ask you this? So, um, kind of in a different direction, how, what's the best way to track where the source of the, the new patient came from? Right. Because mm-hmm. if you're doing <clears throat> if you're doing Google re- or uh, pay-per-click campaigns or postcards or Facebook or whatever, uh, just yeah. having, like <clears throat> you said, the, the Google My Business page complete, mm-hmm. like all of these things, patients come in and they say, where'd you where'd you hear of us? And they say, Google. I mean, that could right. be anybody who, who, like. So what's your what's your advice on real tracking? How, how do you how do you track this stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's that's always <clears throat> always a, this is a I'll is this a it. tough question? Oh, okay. No, all it's right. a long answer, but I'll keep oh. it to a shorter, shorter version. All right, of first grade, first grade. Remember, first grade. 
Yeah. So <laughs> the short answer is it's it's impossible to accurately track every single lead. What you want to try to do is approximate as best you can. Um, in the olden days, you know, we would use like a separate tracking number for every single different thing. You know, different phone number on Facebook, different on Instagram, different on website, different on Google, different on Yelp. And so the problem was, you know, that that tended in the in the past, days past, you'd get severely penalized by Google in your rankings because it would say, well, we don't know which of these numbers is correct. And so oh. you, you, it loses confidence in the in the information it's displaying. And so it tends to hurt your rankings. It's Google's gotten more forgiving at that over time. Hmm. But generally, it's still kind of a, 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 when you're talking digital, it's a little trickier to do that. Now, if you're doing radio, TV, print, direct mail, definitely use different tracking numbers for those. But even even on those, you know, if somebody hears your radio campaign, call 800 Bob Smith, you know, whatever, a lot of times they still go online and Google search Bob Smith and go to his website and, and end up calling him through the website. So you just have to recognize that a lot of consumer behavior, they're typically going to look at between three to seven pieces of information before they pick up the phone and call you. And you're oftentimes only able to track the last thing that they looked at. Mm. So what That's we teach- That's so like, true. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah, what we teach in our courses in the marketing classes that I that I'll do at these, you know, workshops and, and and dental conferences and study clubs and all that kind of thing. You know, one of the things I'll teach is you definitely want to track the the, the aggregate, like so so total calls in, you know, increasing new patient versus existing. If you can use like a patient prism or some sort of software like that that helps you discern these things. Um, and then you're, you're you want to start it with like what's the top level ROI? So I'm spending two thousand a month. I got twenty new patients. $100 a month acquisition cost. So start there. Is that number acceptable? If it is, okay, cool. You're, you're in a good space. Now, can we dig deeper and see specifically, well, how about more SEO? Where should I, if, if I'm like, if I want to spend more money, <clears throat> where should I increase my budget? Or if I want to dial back, what's, what's the least bang for the buck? Mm -hmm. And so then it's like, okay, is SEO versus PPC versus, you know, social. And so in those conversations, you can track things. So like on, on the pay-per-click ads, you know, there's little tracking mechanisms you can use in there with cookies and, and where you can follow them through to see kind of the different pages they've clicked on. Mm -hmm. So you can, to a degree, get a feel for what are your more popular pages, your landing pages, what your more popular search results. And so yeah. you can get a, a sense of what's working the best, but to narrow it down to like, okay, I got 20 new patients and I want to know specifically where each one of those 20 came from. That is admittedly difficult to do. Yeah. You can get a feel for generally um, by certain things, but it's, you know, it's a little so, hard to know. So your so your suggestion would be to look at your marketing mix. I was a marketing major, marketing mm -hmm. marketing mix. So you have a mix of things, tools, things you're investing in, and then those that mix is yielding x amount of calls. And then mm -hmm. you would take the calls and divide it by how much you're spending, and then that's your kind of like your base is what you're saying. And then at that point, you could kind of play with you the mix. Is that what yeah, you want? You can you can always dig deeper, but I just I don't want people to kind of lose you know sight of the forest through the trees here. the The idea is return on investment, right? So it's like you want to spend X amount of dollars and get five, ten times return on your money when you're when you're getting patient flow. So that's kind of the high level. But how do you, especially with you know with dental groups, they're always going to want to you know squeeze every last dollar out. And so you and and frankly, any practice should want the same thing. Yeah. I want to, if I'm spending X amount of dollars, I want to get the best return I can get. And so there are a lot of things you can do with campaigns where you can use unique um, form fills on, on different landing pages. You can yeah. use different kind of coupon codes to identify, you know, 
you know, use a coupon code springtime, you know, and, and you only use that on Yelp. And then you yeah. use something else only on Google or, you know, on Facebook. I so I see yeah. there's ways to kind of track it with, with yeah. things like that. Um, and there's of course cookies, you can do cookies and things like that. And then you can use tracking numbers and some, some things you can use tracking numbers a little differently. So yeah. there are ways to get at it. Um, <clears throat> and you can get fairly accurate, but I just a hundred percent accuracy. I just don't think is possible. Yeah. No, that that's the right answer. Sorry for the hard question. We just didn't. No, that's really, good. We just really didn't dig into <clears throat> that too too much this week, and and I feel like an the ROI conversation needed to be d- dug into a little bit deeper. Um, yeah, so that, one other quick thing I would add. Sorry to interrupt you, Mike. No, one please. Thing I'd add is like another way to do this is is layering things over time. So like you you start with one service, like we're just doing SEO. And you're kind of get it up and you're ranking well and you see kind of your once you're kind of your phone calls and your traffic kind of plateau, like, OK, we know this is our baseline, what we're getting from SEO, spending this much, getting this many patients, ROI. So you could do that. Now we're going to layer on PPC ads on Google, right? Optimize that for three to six months, see what the difference is. So if you really wanted to know, you could sequence these things one at a time over time and kind of establish new baselines as you go. Yeah. And that is a way to get more accurate, but it's a slower process to get there. Yeah. And and to do anything, you, you should do it at least three months. <clears throat> is that kind of the rule of thumb? It largely depends on what it is, you know? So like for pay-per-click ads, I mean, you know, you, you turn on an ad, you're getting calls and clicks the same day, you turn on the campaign, but it does take time to dial it in to get the cost per click down, to get the conversion rates better on the landing pages to see what terms are more efficient. So, you know, usually within three to four months, a good PPC manager should have a pretty well, not totally optimized, but pretty dang good. And you should be getting a pretty good ROI within a few months. SEO is, is like if, if PPC ads are a sprint, SEO is the marathon, right? It takes time. So if you are in downtown Seattle, that's much, much more difficult than if you are in eastern Montana, right? I mean, it's 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 based on population density, right? So the more densely populated the area that your practice is in, the longer it's going to take you to get SEO results. Getting back to that kind of domain authority piece where it's like if you if you buy a practice in downtown Seattle that's been there for 20 years, you know, you, you want that digital agency to do a little research. Well, how is this domain ranking? Like if you got a super powerful domain, you probably want to do what you can to try to keep it at least as a parallel domain to maybe your additional website, you know, maybe you can have two websites, one purely for marketing, one more for patients. Like there's different strategies there, mm-hmm. but you, you you want to pay attention to that. So it's largely the competition will determine like how quickly can you really start judging the results for SEO. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's really good, Ian. Thank you for, for doing that. It's, it's a, it's a complex world there. Um, that's why you guys have, uh, experts probably that just specialize on 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 that. Um, oh, we have we have a, a team of a dozen people, and that's all they do is SEO, like literally. <laughs> what 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 on that vein? What are the right questions to ask a marketing firm? Then, like yeah, like like you, you kind of touched that, and I love I love that you did on the whole Google preferred provider thing. I always wondered about that. Um, but mm-hmm. with with um, a transition, a startup, really just partnering back to that conversation, like you said, like partnering with a firm and someone that educates you about your your stuff um what are some really good questions as you're interviewing marketing companies and seeing Mm -hmm. what they all have to offer and um yeah 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 there's a number of a number maybe of topical categories you know you might want to ask them like 
when it comes to results, you know, it's like, hey, how much experience do you have with if you're a pediatric or ortho or perioral surgery, you know, whatever your your type of practice, do you have a lot of experience with my type? Do you have experience in my in my kind of geography? And you know, whether you're in like Pennsylvania, Maryland, Idaho, like Nevada, there are definitely different differences regionally in terms of like what you would do from messaging in some things, but like the technical part's identical. You know, it's like, oh, you need to understand my market. For for most of it, you really don't. It's more on the technical side. Mm -hmm. So the questions you're going to want to ask would be more along the lines of, you know, you have experience with the type of practice, you know, how long have you guys been in business? How many clients have you worked with? Just trying to ascertain like how much dental experience these guys really have. And is dental one of 20 verticals that they operate in? Or is it just like one of one or one of two or something like that? Yeah. When we we started WEO, you know, years ago, back in 2009, I think we started it. Um, you know, initially we had a half a dozen verticals and by 2011, we decided to focus exclusively on dentistry just because we could see what we, where the industry was going. And it's like, look, if we're going to be really, really good at, at, at this digital marketing, we need to pick an industry and just get super knowledgeable and go deep dive on it. Cause so much of digital marketing has to do with content. So another question you're going to want to ask in addition to like, how long have you been around is, you know, what do you do for content? Are you writing unique content specifically for my practice? Or is it cookie cutter stock content? And and like if people asked us that, the answer would be it depends on what package. If they just want a basic website and that's it, they just get the stock content like everybody else because they're not really trying to, they don't care about rankings. They don't care about new patient flow. Mm-hmm. If you are doing SEO and you care about new patient flow and rankings, then we always are going to want to write that unique content for them. So, so you know, asking how, how hard that. is that, Ian, to do something so like unique enough? How, how do you write... I always wondered that. I mean, with the chat GPs and the AIs and yeah. stuff, I mean, that's a hot topic right it now. Is. But, but like, you can't just write a website with chat GP and think that's going to fly with Google, right? Like, I, I guess this whole concept well, of it's... of custom stuff, mm-hmm. we Google really hurt. It hurts you if you're going to copy and paste, right? It does. Yeah. Yeah. Google, Google does not really give any ranking benefit if, if the content is, is, is duplicate, meaning it's, it exists on other websites and, you know, and then, and there's software tools. Like we have software tools, most like any serious SEO agency with a lot of experience is going to be using a third party software to really analyze the website and, and look at the, because the, the, the software that's out there, like we can literally look at a page by page by page in the website and it'll tell us what percent uniqueness is this page. You know, twenty percent, eighty percent, and and literally on a page by page basis, we can see how unique each page is, the content and the code. And so we we want to target seventy percent or above on uniqueness for okay. score. And we find if we can get a, a website with enough content at that seventy percent threshold or above, uh, we can generally get it ranking very well, even in very competitive markets. So th- those are some of the things that we're trying to look at now. The AI stuff, but that's kind of to be determined. I mean, Google initially said you can't use it and then they just changed their mind says, well maybe you can use it and so it's very much evolving in real time like i don't know what the future of content generation is going to look like with with chat gpt and all the ai stuff it's super interesting right now yeah um we have never used it in terms of like content generation for our clients we always use people <laughs> <laughs> right website copy and social media posts and like we yeah. you know yeah but, yeah. you know, I could envision a situation where maybe the chat GBT does the first draft uh-huh. and then an actual writer polishes it from there, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah. Let's see where it goes. 
Yeah, I folks to put a timestamp. This is July to twenty twenty three. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 really interesting uh, with the whole AI stuff. So I I always wondered how a writer that works for Weo could write a, a general practitioner's website seventeen hundred times. You know, or, I mean that's got to be a, a skill set in 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 its own right. Um, yeah, we have, a, we have a big team of people we contract with for sure. Too one person doing it over and over would go insane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> it, it got me thinking, and maybe this is the the last topic for for the interview, um, unless you want to really drop something different. But um, I was thinking, like you were you were talking today about the SEO and 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 really honing in on the services that you want to attract. And when people mm -hmm. are searching, um, you want to make sure your website represents you well so that folks looking for that come back to you. Mm -hmm. um, that's in essence, marketing and, and, and this whole SEO thing. So I'm thinking like, as you walk into an acquisition, maybe the doctor was big into ortho, big into implants, big into endo. Yep. Maybe they were just bread and butter and you can do some of those bigger procedures. It, it, it really is important to partner with a marketing company and really deep dive into yeah. what kind of patients you're looking for because the seller may be a totally different profile, mm -hmm. A, B, Maybe their website doesn't even embody them or you. And so, right. you know, yes, you're inheriting an old site, but I feel like your vision has to be crystal clear so that you're attracting the right people. Because otherwise, what are we doing here? You're, you're, you, your team's writing articles about stuff that maybe uh, the buyer isn't even interested in, but you're trying to create custom right. content. So like you, there should be an intentionality here with, with oh, yeah. what they're looking for, right? Yeah, certainly. So we have a client intake process where they, the you know, the, the the sales consultant they'll kind of scope out the services based on their goals and needs and budget and competition and all that, and they give them a custom proposal. Here's what we can do for you, and 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 that can range from you know we have clients paying us 100, 200 bucks a month for basic stuff, and clients paying us five, ten thousand dollars a month for aggressive growth and everything in between. Yeah. So it's very kind of a custom approach how we take, and then once the 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 client on boards. Then the operations team, they do an onboarding intake process where what they'll do is they'll ask a series of questions around what services do you provide? What are the top three things that you want to focus on on the website? Uh, are there certain types of patients you want to drive in particular? I want all in four dental implants. I want an Invisalign or ortho, or I want, you know, sleep apnea, whatever it is. And so we'll, we'll ask those things specifically during, before we even start the build and design process, we know what services should we focus on, what content, and also We'll ask them, like, do you have content that you've, because sometimes we have doctors who are like, I've already written some great stuff on blogs and articles and stuff in the past. Like, could I leverage that on my website? So we want to collect that stuff up front and build that, integrate that into the process as well. So yeah, the, the first thing is like, or one of the first things you do is you, you need to understand what type of practice is it and what services they want to focus and highlight. And then that's how that gets rolled into the SEO and the content plan for sure. Yeah. See folks that that's key because if you just go at this kind of blindly and without any thought or intention, then the marketing companies over here trying to do the best they can without all the information. It's, it'd be yeah. like be doing a crown without, I don't know, 
all, all of your fancy equipment, you know? So yeah. each, each piece of it matters. And, um, back to that partnership, uh, the more that company can partner with you to get you the best results possible. So that's, mm-hmm. that's cool, buddy. A- anything that you'd like to add to the show or, or don't feel the need to do this, but like uh, a give, or, uh, we always put your contact information below. So oh, cool. they're Thanks. always, they're already going to have your, the access to you, but, um, yeah. Any last minute comments or concerns or questions or things that you want to talk about? Yeah, I think, um, one of the questions I get asked a lot of times when I'm doing lectures or in interviews and stuff is, you know, where do you see things going in the future, you know, with, with digital marketing, dental marketing, these kinds of things. And I mean, in my opinion, what I've seen some companies doing and what WIO is doing as well um, is really trying to take more control over that three-step process, generate the lead, convert the lead and, and, and schedule the, you know, get the case acceptance. And so we are not a consulting company. We don't do that. But what we try to do is, is find people like you, Mike, frankly, who, who are in there and they can help affect, you know, are you answering the phone and are you, are you doing the right things clinically? And how's when a patient comes in, you know, are you, are you doing the whole process and intake process, the case acceptance, you know, the treatment planning, we can't do that. That's not at all our, our core competence and skill sets. So for us, like we try to find like with our clients, if they're spending a couple, two, $3,000 a month on marketing or more, we're like, are you working with a consultant by any chance? Or are you, you know, are you, uh, how are you handling the phones? We try to like, without being pushy or, or, you know, kind of condescending or anything, just kind of ask like politely. Yeah. It'd be really great if, if you had somebody who could help pay attention because <laughs> you're going to pay us thousands of dollars to get that phone to ring. Yeah. And if what happens from there forward isn't optimized, you're wasting money on us. It's right. True. So it's true. I, my it's advice true. would just be, you know, look at it as a process, not as a, just a function like my marketing people, they get me new patients. No, the marketing people get you part of that process, right? They they start the journey, but it's your team and your consultants that are going to finish that part of the process. So to me, I think about it as a team approach. This is a team sport, 100%. This is not like a marketing company is some amazing rock star and we're going to we're going to blow your door off with, with new patients. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's possible, but the internal part of the practice has to be yeah. running just as smooth. Could, so. Couldn't couldn't agree more. And and the thing the thing about that process and you you touched on, I think you said said three to five or three to seven touches before someone makes a decision. And yeah, that's, that's so obvious, uh, especially with the, the, the generational, uh, the, the younger, the, the generation, the more research they're doing, the more savvy Mm -hmm. gone are the days of having a pretty sign, you know, and that's it. Uh, today, not, not only do you have to have a decent looking, engaging, uh, website with a with a with the bounce rate that's appropriate gone mm-hmm. are those days now it's what did they post on instagram how many google reviews how did they respond to those google reviews i mean uh, how did they pick up the phone uh do they have availability do i have to wait too long like the game has changed yes and we have to be better um I know Ian works a little bit in the DSO space, and mm-hmm. it's interesting that the DSOs, they are good at this stuff. And um, yeah. that's why they're winning. It's not uh, winning, quote unquote, they're they're doing well. Let's just put it that way. I think private practice definitely is, is, is holding, but 
um, they're they're making sure calls are are picked up. They're they are yeah. tracking those conversion rates. They're good at business, and you have yeah. to become really good at business too. Um, and Ian and Next Level and all your partners are should help you understand what's going on so so that we can fix it. So I echo that as loud as as Ian, as Ian said that hundred um, yeah. percent. Um, thanks, Ian, so much for being part of yeah, Shark Week, man. brother. It, it's always a fun week. I'm exhausted. I think this is my last <laughs> interview, and uh, but we got we got through another year, and I think the the listeners are going to respond really well because marketing is such a, is a, such an important thing. There's a lot of choices. Uh, give Weo a shot. Uh, call Ian um, and s- see if if you guys could partner with them. So thanks again, Ian. All right. Yeah. Happy to help. Thanks for having us, Mike. Yeah. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. We want to hear from you. Interact with your host, Michael Dencio. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Comment and subscribe.